Hello, my fellow neighbors. This is Ocean Avenue, an unofficial Bob's Burgers podcast, and I'm your host, Tani. I hope you're all are having a great day today because today we're going to be talking about Linda. You know, Linda Belger. <laughs> On Instagram, I celebrated Linda by having an entire week of art and fun about her. I thought it'd be kind of fair because I did Jimmy Pesto last week and I was like, we should do Linda. She deserves a whole week too, right? <laughs> Today's episode is going to be about tons of facts about Linda and then a little quiz. So if you're paying attention, you can do the quiz. It's not going to be too crazy. And then I'm going to talk about the upcoming season 14 premiere episode. I got news about that. Can you believe it? There's tons of news available, tons of stuff going on. Things are going everywhere. (laughs) But anyways, before we get this episode started, let's take a quick break. And we come back, we're going to talk about Linda. (laughs) Welcome back. Hopefully you got uh, your Dutch baby right out of the oven and you're ready to eat it. (laughs) If you watch the show, you know exactly what I'm talking about. That Christmas episode was wild. Anyway, so I wrote a little bio about Linda and then some trivia and then the rest. Okay, so let's get the bio part done. Linda is Bob's wife and she's the mother of three kids. She, like the rest of the family, has a light tan and black hair. Except that she wears a pale red shirt with two buttons for part of the series. And then eventually she upgrades to a v-neck. And I assume this was to animate it faster because to draw those little circles probably takes a while. She wears red cat-eyed shaped glasses, blue jeans, and a pair of beige shoes with white socks. And depending on the situation, she also wears a white apron. Linda has a very authentically warm personality. She accepts you for you and loves to help people out. Her personality has a range that goes from dramatic to jokey to theatrical. It all makes sense because she's truly an extrovert. She loves to sing and dance and doesn't shy away from crowds. In the end, Linda is just an extraordinary person. She's not just an amazing wife and mother, but also an amazing human being. That's my vote for Linda. That came from the heart, by the way. So here's the trivia. And I'm not going to name them because there's so many. So we're just going to go through them all. Linda means beautiful, cute, pretty, and flexible, soft, or mild in Portuguese and Spanish. Uh, That is true. It is beautiful and cute sometimes. I've never heard, well, pretty too. But I've never heard flexible, soft, and mild. So when you say something is linda, because you don't say linda, you say linda. So... If you were going to say, like, uh, ese flor es linda, I mean, that flower is nice or beautiful. So then here we go. Uh, she has, <laughs> here's a fact, she can fart on command. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny. I haven't read these yet. So I might have read them a long time ago, but I haven't read them since. So I don't really know exactly what I'm reading until I'm reading it. I thought that'd be kind of fun just to go through it without even knowing what I'm reading. So Bob, and I'm getting all these facts from fandom. So if you ever go to Bob's Burgers fandom, you'll have all these facts available for you. So definitely check it out. Bob and Linda's wedding anniversary is September 3rd, which just passed, by the way. And Linda uses nine is divisible by three as a way to remember the date. Hugo, the health inspector, also uses his mnemonic to remember their anniversary. While incredibly gregarious and friendly, Linda has a tendency to overstep her bounds, invade other personal lives, and force people to conform to her own opinions and expectations. Which is kind of true, but she also is accepting of people because some people she may not agree with, but she will, I mean, she respects them. But yeah, she does have a tendency to like 
want the best for people and will do anything to make them want it to. I'm trying to remember that part where that 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 couple that wanted to get married really quickly and she didn't like that and she wanted them to take their time. I remember that. We just reviewed that episode not long ago. It feels like I think it was oh, it was a wedding episode. I can't remember. So a major source of inspiration for Linda was voice actor John Roberts, um, his mother, and he was mocked and how he mocked and made fun of her when he was a child. Linda and Tina are the only two female members of the Belcher family who are voiced by males. Linda is voiced by John Roberts. Tina is voiced by Dan Mintz. Linda has a crush on Tom Selleck and wants her ashes thrown in his face. I don't think that's possible now. I think he passed away, didn't he? I think he did. Linda's birthday is June 3rd, 1968. It is suggested in Seaplane Linda's 45 when Upskirt Kurt states his Seaplane is 45, looks 30, and handles like she's 18. Linda states it that if she were to die today, she wants that on her tombstone. <laughs> Linda has a, uh, was a member of class of 1988 at Cardinal Gennaro High School. Linda's hometown is to be revealed, is revealed to be Hunkawate. <laughs> well, this is apparently no actual U.S. city by the name. The word is clearly intended to invoke various actual place names of the northeastern U.S. derived from Native American languages such as Pawtuckaway, Manakaway, and Nashawanuk. Oh my goodness. Linda used to be engaged to Hugo, but broke it off uh, by performing a breakup rap on his answering machine after being unsatisfied with hanging out with him. And he stated he started seeing Bob after she accidentally got her engagement ring caught in his mustache. Linda's eyes don't completely close. Linda might be an alcoholic, but more likely she is just likes drinking. There are many references throughout the series to her being fond of drinking to the point that the kids joke about it and seemingly have a high tolerance. She has a clear preference for wine and mixed drinks and only seems to drink out of, of the restaurant or after hours. It is assumed that Linda may also have a high is also a high functioning alcoholic. Linda had jury duty on St. Patrick's Day and wore a green blazer in celebration. She later gave it to Tina to wear to her Wagstaff High School audition. Tina now is, wait, Tina now currently wears it for her Tina table segment in the program, despite it blending in with the chroma key screen. Linda's favorite toilet is the Royal Oyster Hotel. Linda got into the habit of peeing while standing up and likes it as mentioned in the deepening. Linda wears pink underwear as painted in Art Crawl and is seen in several later episodes. It is implied at Teddy that the areolas around Linda's nipples are brown and asymmetrical, according to NNB Squatch. Remember that episode? Linda told Bob that she was pregnant with Louise on a Ferris wheel at Wonder Wharf, to which he replied with a long, loud screaming. It was implied that Linda wore braces when she was growing up in Slumber Party and later confirmed in Loft and Bedstay-slation. That was a hard word. It is implied that Linda wears glasses because she is nearsighted as in Housetrap. She raises her glass, glasses to try and look at Helen's ring in a picture up close. Oof. Linda has a pair of underwear that is over 30 years old. Linda wear, doesn't have a passport. <laughs> 
which is a really strange fact to read. Okay, Linda Hett was fourth grade hoop shoop champion. And I don't know if you remember that episode. That was the episode where they were doing, what was it called? Um, was it well, like larts or something? Or they were like those like paper wads that they were throwing as darts around the restaurant. That was a really funny episode. And she kept mentioning that she was the fourth grade hoop shoop champion. Linda's favorite Meryl Streep movie is It's Complicated, which I've never seen. And I think I need to watch it just so I can get a reference to that. Linda loves showers, mornings, baloney, and turtles, and wine. Okay. Linda loves the zoo. And that's nice. Linda sleeps with a mouth guard. Linda has a reoccurring dream of meeting Tyra Banks. Don't we all? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Linda has a large wart on her right hand. Oh, that's interesting. Linda's worst fear is Jean turning into a wolf. Linda used to throw rocks at cars mentioned in Slumber Party. She did it so much that people stopped driving down her street. <laughs> That's really funny. Uh, Linda used to wing it at her book reports. And for her report, the catcher in the rye, she used a catcher's mitt and a loaf of rye bread. She got an F on it because she didn't, she didn't back covered it. She got an F on it because she didn't back cover it. Whatever that means. That's a weird way of saying something. Uh, you know what? I, I relate to that because I used to wing my report, book reports too. And I remember when I was in school, I used to read because uh, I, I, I actually went to school for speed reading, which is really funny. But anyway, so I went to school for speed reading. And I would overly speed read, meaning that I would read like very quickly, like skipping pages and everything. And I would write my report on what I think they said. <laughs> so it wasn't really 100% accurate, but I don't think anyone double checked it. So I got away with it and I got A's. So <laughs> God knows like what happened in the school when they're probably wondering like, where did this guy get his information? But it was so funny. Linda used, I still do it too. I remember when I was in college, I did the whole thing where uh, I would say like I read the textbook and I would just like make up my own thing and type it in. I don't know. I'm a mess when it comes to like I'm more of a creative writing person than I am of like, uh, you know, read a book and then writing a review on it. I mean, I read books, but I don't like the books I read in school. Well, anyways, so Linda used Luis's Volcano Science Fair project as a wine cozy. <laughs> Koozie. I'm sorry. Linda once brought a stuffed animal to the zoo to see how the real animals would react. Linda taught herself to dance. <laughs> I know I did. It's implied that Linda is Christian or Catholic, as in many episodes she references God in heaven. However, Bob and Linda had a non-religious wedding ceremony at City Hall. Her blood type is A positive, like me. <laughs> she is revealed to be able to fart on couples. They just said that. Why would they read, read, read that again? I guess because they really love that joke or that uh, fact. And then <laughs> the next fact is, at some point in her childhood, one Alfie Constanelli made a portrait of her using her own hair and toenails. Oh, okay. She is often calls, calls to her daughters in the order of Tina Louise, as in Tina Louise being played by Ginger on Gilligan's Island, which also took place by the beach. And we all know Linda's best friend is named Ginger, so Tina Louise and Ginger would be Tina Louise and Ginger, as in Ginger from Gilligan's Island, who died recently, if I believe if I remember correctly. So here are my thoughts about Linda. 
wrote this whole thing. I'm going to read it. <laughs> and of the whole series, I would want to hang out with Linda the most. I think she would respect me and really sincerely care about what I have to say to her. Also, since we are both rather nutty, I would assume that we would both drive ourselves crazy going loony. I love how she's so caring without being overboard. She may not be around the kids 24-7, but she always knows that. But the kids always know that she will be there to help them even if things, uh, when things go down. <laughs> I don't know why I wrote that. Um, she will do everything she can to help them. For example, the episode where Louise got blamed for breaking a toy and Linda was willing to do anything to clear her name. I found it to be very sweet. Linda loves drag shows and musical theater. So you know she'd be the center of, of attention wherever she goes. She will belt out a tune randomly and bring everyone to join in with her. And that's just so fun. Well, it's fun, but as long as you're not bringing me into it, because I am not that type of person. I truly enjoy her character on the show, and without her, I don't think the show would function as well as it does. She is basically the heart of the show. And Bob is like the rock, you know, stable and rational. Louise is like the loose cannon, because we never know what she's going to do. Gene is like the joker of the show. He's caring and a cheerful person. And then finally, we have Tina, who's the brain, as she is smart and savvy, but also a little boy crazy. So when I think about Linda, I'm always like smiling because I know she's going to be the one that's going to make a fun moment happen. And you know that she's going to just make it just amped up. Whatever is happening, she's going to amp it up regardless of what it is. She's just a very fun person. I love her. She really makes the show for me. So I have a bunch of trivia. So here we go. That's, I already did the trivia, but I'm going to have a quiz. So. Um, if you were paying attention, this 10 question quiz should be super easy. <laughs> See if it really is super easy. Okay, here we go. Linda's birthday, uh, extra, okay, <laughs> right off the bat, I mess it up. Number one, what is Linda's birthday? Extra points if you know the year. I'll give you three seconds. It's June 3rd, 1968. Number two. Who is Linda's celebrity crush? I'll give you three seconds. Tom Selleck. What is Linda's maiden name? Gennaro. Number four, Linda's oldest pair of underwear is how old? Over 30 years old. Number five, what does Linda mean in Spanish? Beautiful, cute, Pretty, flexible, soft, mild are also acceptable answers. Number six, Linda was a member of the class of what? 1988. Number seven, Linda's eyes are special. It's because they can't do what? Completely close. Number eight, Linda's favorite toilet is in what hotel? The Royal Oyster Hotel. Number nine, what does Linda, what, what does Linda sleep with? A mouth guard. Number ten, Linda's worst fear is Jean turning into what? A wolf. <laughs> I still find that fact crazy. So hopefully you had a good score and you were paying attention to the whole episode. <laughs> 
I do have a bonus. I have a bonus section. Can you believe this? It's not even a quiz. This is a bonus section. So I wanted to talk about Ginger. Ginger, you know Linda's mysterious best friend. So I needed to. I, after I did that, I was like, they didn't really talk about Ginger, and I wanted to talk about Ginger. So here we go. Ginger it was a bio of Ginger. Ginger. Ginger is Linda's best friend, and yet we have not had an official unveiling of her character on the show. Linda mentions her on occasion, and in most cases on the phone, but not in person. No one in the family ever mentions her, and we have not seen her other than the back of her head. Anyways, here's some trivia that I found on Phantom. <laughs> so, this is some other trivia I found on Phantom. Although she it was believed to be have been unseen for her appearance in Sliding Bobs, a woman wearing the same color shirt and hair can be seen next to Linda while they were watching Pirates of Panache and Hamburger Dinner Theater in Season 1. She also later appears in showings of Dreamatorium with the woman sat next to Linda's right on Pirates of Panache and appears in the crowd in Lobster Fest in the epitomous episode. I'm assuming the, the season from the series premiere. She lives 82 miles away from Linda. She does not wear glasses. She has never been seen from the front, only from behind or in silhouette. She has a very similar appearance to Jimmy Pesto's children in terms of her distinct hair color and shape. It is possible that she's Jimmy's ex-wife and the mother of Jimmy Jr. and Andy and Ollie. No connection to the Pestos have ever been confirmed or alluded to, however. Really interesting, right? That last fact, it made me really think about it. I'm like, wouldn't it be great if she was Jimmy Pesto's ex-wife? And then she would move in and they're like, Linda and her would be having fun. And they would have a great time together. Well, anyways, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna start. I just start like randomly generating ideas in my head. I'm like the AI of like thinking about Bob's Burgers, anyways. So here are my thoughts about Ginger. This is why I wrote. I, I always have to tell you that I wrote something, right? I'm like, have that kind of like complex. Oh, well, here we go. So I hope we never see Ginger face because I love the mystery behind her character. What I want is more of this gag. I would love it if. The family and random points in the series spends time with her and love her and reference things that we know nothing about. For example, Linda saying, hey, Bobby, cake is going to be on TV tonight. Bob would say, oh, that's going to be fun, but it's not as fun as that concert I went with Ginger and the kids. I wish you were there. Linda would say, it's OK, Bobby. It's not my fault I got sick eating all those olives. Bob would say, it was three pounds, Linda. You could have stopped after a handful, but it was still amazing to watch. Ginger is such a fun person to be around. Linda would say, Bobby, you know, once I start eating olives, I can't stop. But yeah, Ginger is the best. It would be funny to hear little bits about her sprinkled throughout the show. And the show would refuse to show her face and maybe give her a mask on a Halloween when she finally turns around. I just would find the whole gag hilarious. They did a similar thing in Powerpuff Girls where they had Sarah Bellum, which I love because it's funny how they would do wacky things to try to avoid showing her face. It just cracks me up when you're like watching it and then they're like, they make her neck longer or they put like a wall or something crazy on it. I just think that's so very funny because uh, it's just so goofy. It just cracks me up. So, so, the season 14 premiere episode news has been leaked about it so if you want to keep the surprise for yourself 
I'll give you 10 seconds to uh, shut off the episode. <laughs> if you are going to leave right now, have a good rest of the day. And don't forget to check out my website at podcastredonnie.com where I post uh, updates on the blog. And you can visit at Instagram at uh, Ocean Avenue Podcast. Just go type that in, in Instagram. You can find my page where recently I posted a picture of what Linda will look like um, in her um, school photo. But she has gums in her, gum in her hair. I thought it was kind of a funny idea. So check it out. It's also available on podcasterdonnie.com. Just click on Ocean Avenue logo and you'll see it at the bottom. There'll be Instagram pictures there. So here we go. I'm going to count down three, two, one. I'm going to talk about the season 14 premiere episode. Three, two, one. Here we go. So the season 14 premiere episode is called Fight at the Not Okay Corral. So before we even explain the description of it, what do you think that's going to be about? Um, In my mind, I think the Fight at the Not Okay Corral, it looks like it's spelled Choral. So I'm assuming it's about chores. And also, there are going to be some kind of argument over it. And it might be a Western. So we'll find out. Let me look it up. Okay. All right, here we go. While Linda and Bob suggest the kids to do more chores, the family ends up in a showdown. So that was pretty close. (laughs) And there is a link for pictures. So let me click on that and see if I can find the pictures. Okay, here we go. So the first picture is uh, Louise next to one of those old-timey doors, like in the Westerns. You know the swing? She's standing there wearing, like, a fun little getup. Uh, she's wearing a red scarf with boots and guns. <laughs> Pretty funny. And then we have uh, Gene here. He's uh, next to an old piano. I'm assuming piani, whatever you want to call it. He's uh, pl- It looks like he's playing a little jig. He's wearing a bowler hat with a red vest. And, uh, yeah, really, and he can't even reach the pedals on the bottom. It's pretty funny. And there's a picture of a horse on the wall. And then we have the all the kids together. We have... <laughs> We have Gene holding a, it looks like a keyboard, like his normal keyboard, but it looks like it might be a piano, like an old-timey piano-based version of it. We have uh, Louise in enormous boots. (laughs) I don't know what that's about. And then we have Tina wearing a skirt with a hat pointing to the sky and pointing to the ground. I don't know what that is even about. (laughs) That's really funny. We have a picture of Linda looking sad or angry and Bob looking dead-faced. They're wearing, like, sheriff outfits, so I don't really know what that's about. Really interesting. We have the three kids on top of a really big horse. It's a white horse. It looks like this horse is, like, on steroids. I don't know. We see Tina staring at Jean and Louise, and Louise is still wearing those enormous boots. It's really funny. And then there's a picture of uh, of Linda and Bob on the bed for some odd reason. I'm assuming this is going to be similar to the Radio No You Didn't episode because they're going to be probably like making a story and talking about it in the bedroom. That's what I'm thinking. That's what it looks like. Then we have a picture of Linda and Bob. They're at night, there's a full moon behind them, and they're still wearing their sheriff uniform. 
And then I think this is the, no, it's not. Is it the final? Uh, yeah, it's the final one. It looks like it is all the kids there. They're sitting in front of money. And I'm assuming this is like a gambling moment or they maybe they're asking for, for more money for chores. But they're wearing their cowboy uniforms. So, yeah, this is going to be a really funny episode, I think. I'm really excited. It is a shame that this season is being cut down due to the writer's strike. And I really do hope the writers get all of the money they're looking for because they really do do a lot of work. And they do deserve a part of that money because it's like the shows on TV make a lot. And I think the creators deserve to get a little chunk of that. So I understand why this season might be a little shorter than normally because of the writer's strike, which is understandable but i kind of like you know i'm greedy and i want all my episodes of boz burgers so that's just me that's just how i am <laughs> but i'm excited for this season i'm hoping that it's very creative and fun and uh hopefully the writer strike is resolved in a positive way for the writers and uh yeah i'm really excited for this episode i think it's gonna be really fun it's called fight at the no not okay Choral or Coral? I really don't know. It looks like it says Choral, but we'll find out. Well, anyways, thanks so much for listening. And I mentioned before all the websites and the Instagram thing. And if you can, please rate this, uh, you know, a fair rating at least. <laughs> I mean, I prefer five stars if you can. <laughs> because it would really would help uh, visibility on the app stores because if you type in like bob's burgers you're not necessarily gonna find mine that's like up there because there are longer uh, like older uh podcasts about bob's burgers out there so um yeah anything like positive ratings and reading often does help promote the podcast so if you can't thank you but until the next episode bye bye